Welcome to the AI Hustle Podcast, the podcast where we break down the latest in AI news, tools, and interview experts helping you hustle and do more using AI. If you've been following the podcast for a while, you'll know that over the last six months, I've been working on a stealth AI startup. Of the hundreds of projects I've covered, this is the one that I believe has the greatest potential. So today I'm excited to announce AI Box. AI Box is a no-code AI app building platform paired with the App Store for AI that lets you monetize your AI tools. The platform lets you build apps by linking together AI models like ChatGPT, MidJourney, and Eleven Labs eventually will integrate with software like Gmail, Trello, and Salesforce so you can use AI to automate every function in your organization. To get notified when we launch and be one of the first to build on the platform, you can join the waitlist at AIbox.ai. The link is in the show notes. We are currently raising a seed round of funding. If you're an investor that is focused on disruptive tech, I'd love to tell you more about the platform. You can reach out to me at jaden at AIbox.ai. I'll leave that email in the show notes. Meta has announced that they are open sourcing and launching three new AI audio plays. And those are called Music Gen, Audio Gen, and of course, they're updating their encodex. So on the podcast today, we're going to be diving into what these three new AI models do and why it's so important that these are open source. So let's jump into it. The first one that they unveiled is called AudioCraft, which essentially is a framework designed to produce high quality, realistic audio and music. Um, and they do this, of course, just with short text prompts. We've seen similar tools out of Google. Um, but what I love that Meta is doing here that I always give them credit for is the fact that they're open sourcing this project. Um, anyone can use it. Uh, and of course, you know, we'll see a cool tool like this out of Google. And the assumption is, you know, you can get it if you have some sort of subscription to Google in the future. That's kind of where Google goes with these tools. Um, and so this is really cool seeing this out of Meta where this is open source and they're allowing people to take it and they're kind of releasing the model weights and everything that goes around. So this isn't Meta's first step into the whole sound generation. The company actually had previously made a couple steps in this field by open sourcing an AI music creator music gen back in June. But this time, uh, Meta you know, says that its newest progress significantly enhances the quality of AI created sounds. So whether that's a dog bark, um, the blaring of a car horn, or the sound of footsteps echoing on wooden floors. So in a detailed blog post, Meta kind of outlined how AudioCraft's frameworks has, uh, you know, conceptualized and how it was created to really streamline the application of generative models for audio. Um, and they talked about, you know, the comparison between this and their earlier efforts in the field. You know, there was Refusion, Dance Fusion, and then OpenAI obviously had Jukebox. Um, so now this open source AudioCraft is a really comprehensive package. Um, which I believe offers a different kind of suite of sounds and music generators along with a compression algorithm. And, you know, simple, which really helps to simplify the creation and the whole encoding process without you needing uh, to hop between different code bases, which is a really big lifesaver. So these three models, which are AudioCraft, um, and, or I guess AudioCraft is kind of the platform. So the three models on the platform are MusicGen, AudioGen, and Encodec. Um, and we've seen music gen before. So this time Meta has announced, um, or I guess it's kind of launched its training code, which is allowing users to actually train models with their own music data sets. So this is kind of big, right? Before they just said, hey, here's this tool, you can use it, we've trained it. Um, but now we actually get the model, um, which is amazing, right? If someone has a big data set of maybe their own music or 
um, other music that they have rights to, they can train, they can use that to train, which is really, really cool. Also, inevitably, you can assume that, you know, someone's going to go and take the entire, uh, you know, the entire library of Johnny Cash and throw it in there and train it to be a really good uh, <laughs> Johnny Cash music creator. Um, but that's already something that's on the internet is all the, the bootlegged AI generated music, which to be honest, I've listened to and thought was pretty good. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt, but it's going to be interesting. This is open source. It's open on the internet. Anyone can use it now. And, you know, some people will complain that, oh, it's getting used on copyrighted music. Um, but I think at the end of the day, this is a really great tool. Uh, I think copyright's obviously going to apply if you're, you know, putting this thing on YouTube. I wonder if YouTube's going to put a content strike against you for AI generating music in the style of an artist. I mean, I think that's fair if they do. Um, but at the end of the day, I think this is a really big win for developers and for any kind of music enthusiasts. There's so many different use cases for this. So I think this is something great to have open source and in the public. Something really interesting that Meta said this time around is that they've actually specifically clarified that um, the pre-trained version of Music Gen was trained using, quote, Meta-owned and specifically licensed music. So they said that there is over 20,000 hours of audio, which is amounting to around 400,000 recordings. Um, and they were, you know, they also had text descriptions and metadata in there, right? That's, so that's kind of the genius of this is that you upload the recordings. Um, and then you have, of course, you know, if it's a song, you have the lyrics to the song and, uh, that's how, it, and also metadata on the style of the song and, and a bunch of data about it. And so that's how this thing is able to, you know, be trained to, to replicate stuff. But I think it's really important, right? They, they had the licenses to this music. No one can complain that, you know, they scraped the, the internet and grabbed, you know, Johnny Cash and every other, I mean, it's kind of different here too, because. When you see someone like OpenAI, not saying that this is right or wrong either, but when they scrape the entire internet, you know, they're grabbing the responses and text of, of you know, broad users that a lot of them weren't professionals. Maybe they just had hobby blogs or they're just talking about, you know, X, Y, and Z or comments on Reddit and stuff. And uh, it, I think it's a little bit better, an easier argument for them to make that, no, no, you know, this isn't like copyrighted material. We're just grabbing what some people have said and training our data off of this. For Meta, if they were going to try to like train an AI model um, off of music, every single song is obviously copyrighted. And so it's kind of just like a whole new ballpark that I think is a lot trickier. So they definitely need to make sure that they're using, you know, something that they have licenses to. So the data was sourced from Meta's own Meta Music Initiative sound collection. So Shutterstock's music library and Pond5 were also included in that. But, you know, a really prominent stock media library um, that they and a collection that they have there. So I think that, you know, it's obviously given them a ton of data. Meta also took steps to remove vocals from the training data in order to prevent the model from reproducing artists' voices, right? So that's, again, something I think uh, people will appreciate. However, um, the terms of use of music gen really discourage um, out-of-the-scope usage beyond research. So Meta stops short of outright, outright um, you know, prohibiting any commercial applications, but that's really not something that they're encouraging at this time. Maybe that will change in the future, but at the moment they're really, you know, saying they just want researchers to use this. Um, and maybe that's just for liability reasons. Uh, the second model, which is in the AudioCraft platform, is AudioGen. So this kind of focuses on the generation of environmental sounds and sound effects rather than music and, you know, melodies. So this kind of shares traits with modern image generators like AI's Dolly 2, where, or, you know, Google's Imagine and Stable Diffusion, 
So really, AudioGen operates on a diffusion-based model, so it's designed to learn how to kind of progressively erase noise um, from starting data, which could also be audio or images, um, and get it kind of close to the target prompt, and it does this step-by-step. Step. So kind of set up with a text description of an acoustic scene. You know, if you if you gave it that, AudioGen has a capability to generate environmental sounds with realistic recording conditions and also complex scene content so that's what meta has said and uh as yet there hasn't been an opportunity to put audio gen to, through its paces i haven't been able to try this out yet um ahead of its uh, release but a white paper published alongside audio gen reveals that it can also generate speech from prompts in addition to music which is really interesting um which is kind of you know it can do this mirroring the diversity of its training data essentially so the white paper for this also says that AudioCraft could potentially be misused uh, to deepfake a person's voice. So um, that also gives us some hints about its capabilities. But you can kind of add to this AudioCraft's music generation capabilities. And, you know, if you if you put the two together, right, um, AudioCraft and the ability, you know, essentially on the platform with music gen and AudioCraft, you could really create full-on songs i'm assuming so just like music gen metadata also uh doesn't really impose stringent restrictions on how AudioCraft and its trading code can be used so you know whether that's for the better or worse the final model um of the AudioCraft platform is going to be encodec which represents an upgrade over a predecessing meta model so this is designed to generate music with fewer artifacts and meta's assertion that encodec um, is more if is essentially more efficiently models audio sequences, um, and that it can it's good at capturing different layers of information in the trading data's audio waveforms to essentially assist in crafting unique audio. So, Encodec is described as sort of a lossy neural codec trained to compress any form of audio and reproduce the original signal with high fidelity, and the you know the, the different streams capture varying levels of information from the audio waveform so this kind of enables the audio to be reconstructed with high fidelity from all streams really really interesting what they have going on so i think whether it comes to gauging the potential impact of audiocraft uh, meta naturally chooses you know the high to essentially just highlight the positive possibilities they envision a tool that can inspire musicians and assist individuals in iterating their compositions in new and exciting ways but we've also seen you know, with image and text generators, every new kind of technology brings with it its own kind of share of pitfalls, legal complexities, and and uh, all of the controversies. So it'll be very interesting as tools like this get bigger and bigger and um, in are bigger in the industry. It'll be really interesting to see how uh, how that brings, you know, those controversies into the light with, with audio specifically. So undeterred by those challenges that I think we're, we may see in the future, Meta plans to essentially continue probing in ways to enhance uh, the controllability and performance of generative auto audio models while also working to kind of cut back on the limitations and that we're seeing from them. So on the topic of biases, I think it's worth noting that MusicGen currently, um, when dealing with descriptions and language other than English, uh, it does not have a lot. And, you know, music styles and cultures outside of kind of the Western fear a sphere it, i don't think it supports them at the time so it'll be interesting to see if uh if they bring those in but meta in their blog post also noted quote 
Though the development of more advanced, uh, through the development of more advanced controls, we hope that such models can become useful to both music amateurs and professionals. So I think this is going to be a really interesting area to follow in the future. Obviously, this is a really powerful tool, um, and I think we're going to see some pretty solid adoption uh, of this in the future. First off, probably from companies implementing this into platforms, and then from users that will be uh, creating all sorts of music and interesting audio effects based off of these new AI tools. If you are looking for an innovative and creative community of people using ChatGPT, you need to join our ChatGPT creators community. I'll drop a link in the description to this podcast. We'd love to see you there where we share tips and tricks of what is working in ChatGPT. It's a lot easier than a podcast as you can see screenshots, you can share and comment on things that are currently working. So if this sounds interesting to you, check out the link in the comment. We'd love to have you in the community. Thanks for tuning in to the AI Hustle podcast. If you could do us a massive favor, we would really, really appreciate it if you could leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. This helps people find the podcast. It helps people know this is a good place to go. And we would really, really appreciate it as it helps us continue to bring on incredible guests and share incredible content for you to listen to.